Hello, everybody. Welcome to RPG Cast, episode 185 for July 16, 2011. I'm your host, Chris Privetier, here with a bunch of other fantastic RPG-related celebrities. First off, up in the furthest regions of my abode is Anna Marie Neufeld. Your pillows are comfy. That's right. I banished her so we don't get feedback like people heard last week, because I know people were annoyed by that. Also, from the furthest regions of English-speaking world, we've got uh, John Yearworth. Uh, let me get this straight. I'm a British man playing an American, playing an Italian, stabbing other Italians in ancient Rome. That's right. That's right. Assassin. That's good job. And finally, someone who's we've been waiting a long time for his return. <laughs> you asked for it. You demanded it. You sent in death threats for it. That's right. It's Michael Tidwell. Death threats? What? <laughs> We'll kill oh, yeah, you if you don't have them on, and then you can never have them on. Yes, they didn't make much sense, but... I still like how the part where you have a girl banished to your bedroom when she's missing clothing. I'm wearing clothes. Goodness. You said she, she wanted you wanted more clothes. Well, I thought it's the podcast is a proper formal affair, in my opinion, and people should be dressed appropriately for it. I don't have any pants on. Why should she? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I also don't want people getting the wrong impression. Oh, I totally want them to get the wrong impression. She's at your house for two months. <laughs> you Wait, wanted really? I have there a temporary <laughs> female roommate and nothing more. Get over it, people. She has nothing on, nothing more. No, not that sort of nothing more. I'm she's, wearing she's clothes. She's lounging on your bed saying, I love your pillows. <laughs> <laughs> of she course, has made Chris, that clear. You do realize yeah. that should be your line. Goodness gracious. No, I've got something much cooler for a geek like me. So I want you to check this out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. This is this is what white guys with too much money do. So check this out on the camera. I Have we seen your you. room? I mean, if you look at your yeah, camera. Yeah, so check this out. This is really cool, and I can't demo it well, but uh, go. Get the cat to play. Yeah, this is, uh, this is the iCade. It is... <laughs> It is an arcade oh, cabinet for my iPad. And yeah, you may died. have seen this on Think Geek on April 1st, and they decided to turn it into a real product. And I got one. <laughs> and then so I your iPad I'm comes out of that, right? But <laughs> does it... What? Your iPad does come out of that. Yes, it does come out of it. Okay, it slides you in put and 600 out bucks easily. to make that thing, I would probably beat you. <laughs> no. And then steal it. No. <laughs> and, then, and then steal it. Uh, <laughs> it's really cool. It's it's an arcade stick and buttons for your for your iPad. It connects via Bluetooth. And you can... Um, there is a... Oh, wow, that's loud. Oh, that's what we need. There is a, uh, there's a program uh, from Atari called Atari Arcade Classics, which you can get on the iPad, for your iPhone or iPad right now. And it has a bunch of a cool, cool old Atari games like Centipede and Millipede and, and Missile Command and that sort of stuff. And they're all supported with this joystick, so you can get cool old school arcade action on here. Handful of other games on the on the store right now that support it as well, though um, could use with more selection. And uh, yeah, and it was great. Like a ancient game emulator, you just get for the iPad. Yeah, you mean they need Mame for the iPad, and I, I think you're right. Um, sure. I don't <laughs> I've well, never Ma- really been into the emulating the nineteen eighties, but sure, why not? Well yeah, they have it. It's called MAME and it does all sorts of cool things, including the Ninja Turtle game. 
which would be <gasps> awesome to play on here. Okay, that's win. Yeah, not that you know, not to mention that you can actually get the Ninja Turtle game on like Xbox Live and stuff already. But I would just kind of mention that the fact you have like this fighter setup to play Millipede. Millipede's a great game. Yeah, but that's a stick and a one button, and you have five other buttons staring at you going, you should play Street Fighter. I actually have seven other buttons, and you're right. Street Fighter should support this, but to my knowledge, it does not. Well, it's just ultra fail right there. They have to program the game to support it because um, they're they're hacking it in. It's basically, it's a Bluetooth keyboard, so the game has to support keyboard presses as input, and they don't all do that by default, so... That is the big drawback on this one. Hopefully, uh, what I'm thinking about doing is maybe jailbreaking my iPad. Hi. And I'm thinking more, um, more like that someone will make like MAME supporting it and stuff like that. So I'll have to look into that. Okay, did girl leave the house without feeding you? Damn her. <laughs> there's two girls. No, there's only one girl who feeds. Yeah. That's, That's true. Anybody. No, other one cooks food. It's yummy. Really? I didn't know Vivian <clears throat> cooked. <laughs> and this is why Chris never stays in my house. I missed something. <laughs> There's two girls, one, and they both cook. You said. No. Yes. One feeds the cat, no. The one, one feeds cooks. cats, and one feeds people. Oh, Vivian feeds cats. Yes. Yes. I didn't know that. Those food, under, ba- food bags are really big. Under a large. Well, no, we put it in the container, and she uh, uses a little scoop. We don't make her feed. The straight from the bag. Holy I'd be crap. worried that they'd eat her one week. Uh, well, she's a lot hoping. bigger now. Well, that's true. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Well, uh, we have a show for you today. Uh, no, enough, we don't. Enough do. me t- <laughs> it's a short show. That's why I've got filler. Like here, let's talk about the iCade because somebody might care, and I don't think it's being covered by anybody. So I figured, why the hell? Why not? Uh, well, how much excitement did it get on your G Plus and Twitter? <clears throat> I posted a oh, picture wait, about it last night. Did you put it on G+. I, no, not on Google+. Who cares about Google+. Plus? Ten million people. Really? Yeah. Wow. I know. That's, That's more than Twitter only, has, actually. like 5% of That's Facebook. That's more than Twitter has, I think. No, I Twitter has like five, days, 400 so million. Going in dead. Sweet. I, I think the, the best thing, I, I think the best um, advertisement I've seen for Google+, Plus so far, is Google+, Plus. your parents aren't on it. <laughs> Are you Lulz. sure? Oh, I should give you the article I read yesterday about Google Plus. It's pretty cool. Uh, anyway, um, why yeah, are we here? Neil Laporte really likes Google Plus, but he's been waiting for a Facebook alternative for forever. So he's Did posting about the- how he became a ham radio o- operator. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. Half the people don't know who that is. All right, Emron. Like, what? Zuckerberg took himself off Google Plus. He took himself <laughs> off. Yeah, because yeah, he was the most followed person, and he decided that was a bad idea, so he took himself he, off. Why is that bad? He uh, was concerned about privacy issues. Uh, wait, wait, <laughs> what? He did that not say that. That was the official statement. Yeah. That was his official statement, so everybody's like, lols. What? Everybody was like, lols. Are you kidding me? No. If that's his official statement, that's then the reason he took it off was publicity stunt. Exactly. Yeah, that, yep. that has nothing to do with him having too many followers. That That's total publicity stunt. Yeah, of course it is. Ugh, I'm being told to get on with it. So, what the hell? So, people are posting, people are posting <laughs> animated gifs, and it's really... I can't... I, I need to close Google Plus now. Chris? I don't know Why? what to do with it. I don't know what to do with it. I don't understand it. Should Google I switch Chris? to it? What? We have feedback. Yeah, we have feedback. Really? Yeah. I'm just trying I don't to understand what to do with No, not, not that feedback. This feedback. So, Marcus Tillman oh, wrote in... Oh, that feedback. 
to the podcast and said, after hearing the news about Fate Extra being localized for U.S. release, this is the, uh, this is the game based on the visual novel series for, that we talked about last week. Where are the notes? <laughs> uh, he said, I couldn't be happier. I seriously had to replay parts of the episode last week to confirm what I was actually hearing. I have always had a soft spot for visual novels and point-and-click adventure games. This game hybridizes, hybridizes, hybridizes is, is, is it? similar to the recent Persona games. However, I'm unable to find pre-orders for it at any retailers of my choice. Truthfully, with the NGP, Vita, etc., I would want a downloadable version of the game. However, I'm unsure of a few things. One, what can I do to ensure future games like these are released stateside? Buy it. Yeah, what are we talking it. about? We're talking about Fate Slash Extra, which is a uh, dating sim slash RPG game that's based on a visual novel series that was just announced last week. And who released this? Um, who's localizing it? I don't know. Let me go to my last um, week's Axis story. is. It's an image epic yes, game. Yes, it is. Yeah, Axis uh-huh. game announced it. It's an image epoch game. So is Nippon doing it or someone else? Axis. So when we said who Axis, the, the previous Axis? three... You don't know who you Axis know Games who is? know they are. Oh, Axis. Oh, I was office. thinking A-X-I-S. You've been like, their, yeah, you've been to their no, office. No, no. <laughs> uh, does Gale still work there? As far as I know, his LinkedIn hasn't changed. Okay. Oh, apparently Haku, Hakuoki, Demon of the Fleeting Blossom, was also announced. So I don't Otherwise, I have to go to Facebook to find out, and then I might kill myself. Anyways, what's the next question that he has in his feedback? His next one is, is there even a promise that this game will be released on PSN? No. No. We don't know what it's being released on, do we? It's probably it's, PC, right? No, it's it's PSP. Oh, it's PSP. It oh. is PSP, but we don't know if it's UMD right. or PSN some people, some, or both yeah, some or neither. Sometimes it, uh, Axis should do both. I'm used to They do both. They're not one of those. They're not Square Enix. So they haven't promised that? it. The, Square Enix will sometimes not put a game on PSN for download on the PSP. Just have to pay for it. Uh, not much. Too much. No, it's like really not much at all. It's, oh, too it's much. A, I'm it's sure a percentage. It is. It's a percentage. It's not. Uh, Scranix like... does wrong. Are you sure? <laughs> yes. Quite positive. <laughs> Where is my napkin? What's the next question? Will buying this retail or downloadable mean more? Um. Mean more what? Which will mean? Which will count more towards getting future Doesn't matter. versions on release? Yeah, it's immaterial. It's a sale number. It's what will matter is what you might see it on next time. Yeah. I, I would just get it downloadable, I would think, but I don't know. I don't know. My disc is full. Mm. It's not a disc. The card. Okay. So what's the That's next because question? Final Fantasy IX took so much freaking space. <laughs> and then I don't play it because I hate it. Yeah, it's because it's, it's so slow. No, it, it so is. It's like, good. Oh, I don't know how I got as far as I did the first time. Stop bad-mouthing Final Fantasy IX before I stab you. I'm sorry, yeah, I fell asleep. I'm what were you talking about? There's such good things in that all. game, and then it gets so damn slow. When, when pre-orders are available, should I go that route to ensure the release of similar titles? I don't think pre-orders yeah. matter for ensuring well, future releases, they, do they? They do and they don't. Pre-orders are a good way to uh, to ensure that you're going to actually get a copy. Because with a game like this, if it isn't a digital but, distribution... Yeah, if it's, it's digital, you're going to get a yeah, copy. Yeah, it's digital distribution, they're not exactly going to run <laughs> if out. If it yeah. isn't digital distribution. Yeah, so I guess, uh, honestly, my advice is just wait and hear, A, if there are any pre-order bonuses. Uh, if there are, you probably want that, so you get it. So you'll go physical and you'll get your bonuses and be happy. Um, also, wait and hear if it's digital, for sure. And if it if it's digital, you don't really need a pre-order, right? 
You generally can't pre-order it digital. Well, I know you could pre-order. You're right. Thank you. You would pre-order it digital by ordering one of those PSN cards. Yeah. <laughs> I meant uh, if it's digital, you don't really need to worry about it because, you know, what's the point of getting... Why, given that the Vita is only playing your digital PSP games and not your, your physical ones, why would you want the physical one unless there's a pre-order bonus? For Frisbee practice. Yeah, Frisbee practice. They don't even work well as Frisbees. They don't. But you, can use actually, them, you can use them to skip on a pond, probably. Did I tell you that... I got a new Luminous, and it broke, too. Oh, my gosh. That's terrible. It's you like, are these the crappiest UMDs or what? Just Is it on PSN? Maybe you should go that route instead. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I told you my card is full. <laughs> okay. I've been thinking I might get one of those 16 gig ones, but... Or just mm. get a second cheap 8 gig. We have fours, dude. Oh, we'll get an 8. <laughs> mm. But then I have to transfer stuff. You don't... Oh, wow. That takes so long. I would actually so have to connect long. my computer to it, and then I have to download it, and then I have to take a nap. And well, then I actually, if you yeah, have an SD slot on your laptop, laptop, you just copy it off of one, then put the other one in and copy it onto that. I just told you that. No, you said you just... Connect it to my computer and copy it. Well, and take you're a making nap. it sound like you had to use the damn USB cord to the PSP, which goes really slow. Don't you? How else do you do it? You take the SD card or the... the not SD card. You take the uh, memory stick and put in a memory stick slot. I don't have one of those. Yeah, you're I right. Do. I don't either. I'd have to get an adapter for my SD slot. You have one on your PS3. Ooh. Uh, I don't know if you could copy it down to your PS3 or not, though. <laughs> this is boring already. <laughs> okay. Are the, is there such a thing as pre-orders for downloadable <laughs> titles? This is his last question. Uh, no. Mm, no. No, just ignore what yes, I said. Yes, buy a PSN card. <laughs> Get money in your PSN wallet and pretend that it's real, and then wait for it. And he says, just for fun, are there any games or genres that you wished made it stateside? We I would it say I would about. say the uh, anime-based super robot games. Yeah. Hey, wait, I'm supposed to say that. Well, I beat you well, to it. Yeah, but you were quiet. Yeah. All right, fine. <laughs> <laughs> you had RPG your chance. Wait. You know what would be awesome? If you could get those really good hentai games on the PS2. Oh, that would rock. Damn, Anna. You could play Let's Damn. Meow Meow on the go. Yes. Because, <laughs> um... uh, I would like the Idol Master games to come out here just for the hell of it. <laughs> I want to try one of those like, and actually understand I want it. More... You know, I'm waiting for Chris to actually mention games he plays, like the ones he put on my iPhone. Uh, what do you mean? Those the schmups. They're apparently not. I've bringing been getting them. Next. <laughs> yeah, but they're not in English. Oh, well, Tragic. some of them. Dead well, Smiles was. What was the one well, that? Yeah. Um, one. You're right. I, I wish Cave was able to justify and financially back a U.S. release of their schmups, but there's like six words. I mean, how hard could it be? I'm okay with where they're at right now because they're making them region free, and I can just import them, and that works. I don't know what they're saying. Unlike certain games from Nintendo. Mm. <laughs> uh, uh, so oh, those, how about those? It's there looking awkward. Yeah. What was what was it that Capcom said they weren't bringing over the next like what Miles Edgeworth game or something? Yeah, the next Miles Edgeworth game is not coming out here. That's Ooh. stupid. It's a it's a Phoenix Wright spinoff. We got the oh. first one, but not the second one in this spinoff series. Boo! Mm-hmm. I want another real Phoenix Wright game, but I don't even think the creators... I mean, he went on a ghost trick, and I don't know what he's doing now. 
Um, Ghost Trick was awesome. Ghost Trick I was actually Ghost. rather good. Yeah, it was a good game. Sam, hurry up and play Ghost Trick. The so yeah, last story in Xenoblade. <laughs> That's my answer for everything like this. Michael's missed all the episodes where we talk about Operation Rainfall. That sounds boring. Oh, Mac got quoted this week on an Operation Rainfall. Yeah, oh, and then the thing. Operation Rainfall guy was like, you know, this guy is kind of full of crap. And it's like, yeah, <laughs> actually, he is full of crap. <laughs> Who's full of crap? So, the, okay, so this guy puts together this big article about how you should never say, don't get discouraged by a company saying we have no plans for things. And he quotes a Michael Cunningham RP Gamer editorial talking about what no plans really means. It really means they're not saying anything. Doesn't mean no, doesn't mean yes, right? So okay. it goes through this whole argument, and at the very end is his piece de resistance, and he's like, here's why you should never get discouraged, because today, at the day I'm posting this article, Nintendo finally got approval for the last story trademark, in the, or was it the Xenoblade? One of the trademarks in the U.S., and this may be why they've been waiting so long, because they didn't have a, an official trademark approval for the U.S. That, that, that was it. That was his, that was his uh, proof that Nintendo might be releasing these games now. Because they filed for the trademark in January of 2011 and got it in July. Okay. It doesn't mean anything, right? Actually, it means a lot. It doesn't mean anything. People announce stuff before trademarks are settled all the time. Then they just change the name later. Well, Nintendo doesn't, though. Hmm. I mean, that's actually kind of a big deal. But it doesn't automatically mean they're going to do it. They could just be protecting it because of the European release. They filed it like seven months ago. That that doesn't mean they have any intention to do anything. Uh, In most companies, I would say no. But Nintendo is a strange company. And they will definitely guard themselves Um, to the point where... What is that? What? Chrono Break. Explain what that means. Chrono Break is the Square Enix trademarked name that they have. What, what does that have to do with Nintendo exactly? Well, still, it's the same concept. Just because they have a name no, doesn't mean this, anything. I'm talking exclusively Nintendo on how they do things. Yeah. Nintendo will literally never say anything until every little uh, I is dotted, every little T is crossed, and then they have finally confirmed they will do it, and they're halfway done. Then they will tell you. And they will, honest to God, never say a word before. Didn't it. they trademark Earthbound for the Virtual Console? Yeah. Yeah. Didn't release that. I'm yeah, not they saying they're releasing it. I'm saying that they Mind will you, never. This say is the same argument that people used to use for people for a long time. Were like, well, they trademarked Super Mario Legend of the Seven Stars, and it took them three years to put it out. <laughs> Which means they I'm did the saying. trademark at one point. Like, well, let's just get this out of the way. This has absolutely nothing to do with our plans. And then later decided am, to make plans for it. Right? I'm ninety percent sure that the trademark is to protect themselves from Europe. Because they need an international trademark. I also believe that if Europe sells really, really well, they'll change their mind. If no, Europe sells well, well. Hmm. I mean, you so because there's no work for them. So to do the Operation that. Rainfall campaign should be to get people to buy it in Europe. Yes, absolutely. Well, shoot, <laughs> we got to tell the Operation Rainfall folks that. I, I've said from day one, if this isn't a global agenda, this rainfall thing is a waste of time. You need to tell. You need to get a campaign in Japan to actually do it in Japanese. You need a campaign in Europe to buy the stupid game, and it's just like um, wait, what is the Japanese out in Japan already? Yeah, they're out in Japan. already. No, you need to write them a letter. Uh, you need to have the letter campaign go to Nintendo Japan because so. Nintendo America doesn't make a single decision, and never has. And so, so you're so saying attack- Nintendo of Japan decided to release it in Europe and not America? Yes. Wow. 
I don't buy that, but okay. Who else would decide? Uh, the regional Nintendo offices that have to spend the money on these things? No. You, you, you've worked with Japanese companies before. You're I, not that I dumb. I with Square Enix. But they're Square not Enix normal. is also completely run by Japan. <laughs> yes, but they're not normal. So is Nintendo of Japan. Well, look at Capcom. They make decisions about crap to not bring out over here. Um, I believe that, from what I understand from Capcom, it's it's a definitely it's a discussion which doesn't happen in Nintendo or Square. But if Japan wanted it done, they would do it. If Japan said we don't know and North America said no, it would be no. But if Japan says no and America says yes and Nintendo... What is your evidence that that Nintendo of Japan controls Nintendo of America? Nothing I can say at this time. Yes, I just asked you for it. Nothing you can say at this time. (laughs) I have talked to certain people about certain things in certain places. (laughs) But it's all off the record. Okay. And definitely not on something I would publish. Okay. Hmm. But that's how it works. And Square Enix works the exact same way. Hmm. Okay. So, you know. If you're wondering the reason why I'm being quiet and all this, is because, well, I live in Europe. <laughs> <laughs> you're and already free already taking care of games, right? <laughs> no. See what he's saying. He's like, I get everything I want. Sucks for you no, guys. No, he doesn't. I'm living in Europe. I think what we're saying is after 10 years of suckitude, we finally get three mm-hmm. games worth playing. That's right. They do. So, there you go. Well, and I mean, I think that, you know, while this sucks for North America, obviously, I think this may also end up sort of being an important lesson in that, you know, the point for these sort of campaigns and the reason that people are upset is not because North America is getting screwed. It's because regions are continually getting screwed, whether it's us or them. And I think it's it's a big fight against region locking, and it's not going to change. Region locking sucks. Region locking sucks. There's no point to it. It's somewhere someone thinks it's a legal li- liability, and it really isn't. No, and it's to secure to publisher agreements in different regions. It's Who the cares? same reason that people do it with free plays. You lose far more to piracy than you will to region locking. You can't prove that. Um... What? You can't prove that. Uh, yeah, I can. Oh, you can? Yeah. There, there are actually numbers for this, considering yeah, nobody's yeah, actually but, tried it. The, no, because this is the sort of discussion we have when we look at how often the humby, humble indie bundles are pirated and why they're pirated. Uh, what, yeah, what, yeah they're, they're pirated by people who want to pirate regardless. They're pirated by people who cannot get a legal copy. The humble indie bundles are. Yeah. No. Yes, Chris. You did the not read indie any bundles shop. aren't locked. Yeah, except for the fact that in order to get it, you have to pay something. And if you're not in a region that supports payments, you're screwed. Your option yeah. is steal it or don't. If you're don't not in a region that supports payments, you're not part of the discussion to begin with. There you are. We're not selling to regions that don't support payments. We're not selling to the Zulu tribe in Africa. I will. I will um, say this: there will be a larger to Southeast Africa. Or Southeast Asia, I should say. Why would they you not support payments? What are you talking about? Necessarily. You can pay money in Southeast Asia. They have, I don't have robust... money in Southeast Asia. <laughs> I went there and like, my money just turned into butterflies. I couldn't figure it out. It depends on what payment method you're using. And I mean, I think this is an important corollary 
North America wants it, but if they can't get it, their option is to basically import or not play it. Mm-hmm. Except, oh wait, there's region locking. There will be a Did much you, larger. Wait, 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 hold force. on. I have to. I have to ask. Did you pronounce corollary as corollary? Whatever. I, I, just, I just needed to know. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead, Mike. There will be a much larger underground campaign to break the region locking on the Wii in any means necessary to get these games than it will be to import them because they can't play them. Yeah. yeah if they I mean, just didn't have region locking, people would just buy it from Europe and they would get their money anyway. But I mean, that decision was made five years ago to have region locking on the game systems for the general idea that regional publishing model is something they want to do, right? They made that decision. They want to do regional publishing. That they can't just override it now. There aren't region-free games supported on the Wii. Um, it's a software thing. I, I don't think that you can do a region-free game like you can on the 360. You sure? It's a software thing. If you wanted it, you could do it. So they'd release an update. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Suddenly we update allows certain games to be region-free. I don't see how this is impossible. It's not a hardware code, as far as I know. It's not like the GameCube where I had to get a freaking switch on the back of my machine. <laughs> or my Saturn. Uh, right. So. It's, it's, it's the point where, um, yeah. I mean, what happened to the underground WiiWare, whatever, we're going to release it over we want campaign to play whatever. There was like homebrew. What happened to that? Still there, I think. Exactly. Yeah, there's a lot of people planning to use homebrew to play this on their, on their Exactly. System. That's going to be what gets the boon. And they're going to lose out on the money. Mm-hmm. Because if you're going to homebrew it, you're probably just going to pirate it too because you're pissed. I like the idea of uh, importing it and emulating it on PC and HD. <laughs> Assuming the emulators actually run it right, which I don't know. Not every game works well on the Wii. Well, emulators. HD for a Wii is 480p, so it's not like you're trying to No, no, really you, uh, you can actually upscale the polygons. <laughs> yeah, I've upscaled 480p. It's not that pretty. <laughs> no, it, like, it, will, it will take the assets and render them at higher resolution. Uh, without hardware. Yeah, without hardware. It's just doing the... the okay. Apparently the, the textures and the polygons can be rendered at higher resolution regardless of the textures and stuff. So uh, I find that highly interesting, but okay. Uh, it works on uh, Super Mario Galaxy. People have videos up about how nice it looks compared to the Wii version. Interesting. Yeah. So We're so I just, think you, I just think you would need hardware coupling with that. Where? No, 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 no. I mean, polygon's polygon, right? So how did we get onto this? Well, topic? it's a vector, right? Yeah. We're doing so vectors. You don't, you don't need the hardware to be better. You just like okay. Oh, I can support scaling this up higher. So then the textures are what's going to be limiting, right? So so this is where the Wii U finally becomes pretty. Yeah. <laughs> the Wii U was pretty. You didn't see it. What are you talking about? Oh, you did see it. I don't know. I, you've you not been on the damn podcast. You. What are well, you talking shut about? Shut up! You were not on the podcast so much. I'm like, oh, he didn't even go to E3, did he? Like, oh wait, yeah, he did. Oh my god! I, didn't go to- <laughs> I know, I know. Wow. I should know that better than anybody. All right. So, <laughs> uh, next, next, next letter is good news from DM, who I suppose means Dungeon Master. Says no, it's uh, it's direct message. Yeah. Oh, digital okay. muckery. I don't know. Darn monsters. Uh, hey, RP Gamer, I got a 45-minute commute to work, and your podcast by far my favorite. Thank you. Here's a couple things I love commute about sucks. some of the staff. Huh? His commute sucks. Well, it's, it's kind of long. Mine's 14 minutes. Thank you. It's been longer. Uh, so so fast drive. Well, when you t- had to take the bus. Oh, no, no, no. Guys. My commute. Guys. 
First what? comment, I think Chris does a great job hosting and keeping everyone on track. Well, that's obviously <laughs> not true. <laughs> and then he went to this episode where, oh, that was bad feedback. <laughs> oh, that's why Michael's never on the podcast. He never shuts up. Manny is always very focused and has great insight. I can forgive him for the Mac love. <laughs> Oh, too bad. oh you're dead. <laughs> John is awesome for staying up so late to be part of the podcast and adding that epic British accent. Epic. 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 I want to hear this epic British accent. <laughs> it's not something I can just pull out of my ass. Thank you. You did you just did. I love when Noodle <laughs> says He says next one is I love when Noodle says, Hooray! And, of course, the legendary Zoltan is terrifyingly epic. Keep up the great work, and thanks for following me on Google+, Plus, Chris. Well, you're welcome, DM. Which means I should know who you are, and I don't... It's Rayquaza. Huh? It's Rayquaza. Rayquaza, okay. He's the one with the the printy icon. Oh, okay, cool. Sweet. Why do I know your Google+, Plus followers better than you? <laughs> because you I don't like Google+. Plus. I've got enough social networks. I'm resenting how everyone's posting on now another site that I have to follow. That he doesn't use. What are you talking about? It freaking mails you. Well, only if you set it up to. I tend to mail to pretend to care. Not only it mails you, but not, oh, if if, if your Gmail is not your primary email that you actually use, you cannot set it to be a different email address to notify you on. Okay. So that's not my primary email address. So? What a so, blah, so blah, I blah. never check my Gmail. I don't use that account. So forward it. Well, I don't want to. No, I don't want everything going to Gmail. Forwarded. Make a filter for G plus and forward it. My goodness, are you a techie person or a little boy? I didn't think about that. Yeah. Well, since the whining just came up, I'm. <laughs> no, I'm you hey, you want? You know what? Too. I just made fun of him. It's time for our favorite part of the show. So shut yes. up. Yeah. Yes. Cookies? Ooh. Cookies. Hello, my name is the legendary Zoltan. I love this guy. And I am here to teach you guys about a couple of swords that you have probably seen in at least a million RPGs. He's not exaggerating. They are called Masamune, Masamune. and Muramasa. Muramasa. Now, for Amadeus, man. For God's sakes, man. Those are the only accepted pronunciations. Biatch. There is no Masamune. <laughs> you sound white. Masamune is the name of the most legendary swordsmith who ever lived. But not more legendary. He was a Japanese guy who made katanas for the samurai of his time. And is said to have perfected the art of hamon. What is hamon? It's a method of cooling down the metal of a sword in progress. You see, the ancient dilemma of swordsmiths goes like this. I hate word problems. After you've hammered a sword into the shape you want, I want a hard shape. You cool it down by dunking it into some water. But if you cool the sword down too fast, the metal will be so hard that it doesn't give at all. What a selfish sword. And the first time you clash swords, your blade be broken. But if you cool the sword down too slowly, the metal will be too soft. I can't believe it's not butter. And the first time you clash swords, your blade be butter. Oh, wait, it is butter. But Masamune could do it perfectly, and his blades were said to be unbreakable. Why don't you try clashing that thing with my sword? Wink, wink. Now, later on, a dude named Muramasa, like Mufasa, came along and made some pretty nice swords himself. 
even though historians believe that Masamune and Muramasa lived about 200 years apart from each other. Somebody made up a story about these two guys having a sword-making contest. I bet it was Fox News. To test whose sword was better, they put the two swords in a river. I think you should recycle, though. And every fish and leaf that went by the Muramasa was cut in half. Like Walmart's price. While the Masamune cut nothing. What a lame sword. And since then, all swords by Muramasa are deemed as indiscriminate, bloodthirsty demon blades. Uh-huh. While Masamune blades are deemed as holy swords that don't take innocent lives. That's discrimination, racist! And that's the end of today. Listen. Teach me more. All courtesy of the legendary Zoltan. Because I care so much about your RPG playing ass. <laughs> Thank you, Zoltan. We love Come you, on. Zoltan. Uh, Chris, am I allowed? To, am I allowed to uh, break our no naughty words just this once? Oh, I don't know. Probably. Go that for it. Was made of fucking wind. Yes, it was. <laughs> that was the best Japanese lesson I've ever had. <laughs> Who the hell says Masa Moon? Masa Moon. Yeah, Masa Moon? Oh, I hear that all the time. Yeah. Shut up, Chapoodle. <laughs> Go ahead, you alone. <laughs> Muramasa, like Mufasa. Like now Mufasa. In, Fantastic. Now she's in America, she can learn to speak. Fantastic. Thank you, Zoltan. All right. Moving on, it's time for the news, people. So, first up, our favorite I can't series. I you till the podcast is over. Go away. I, I don't need food right now, Michael. Thank you, though. Um, I'll feed Simon instead. Oh, okay. <laughs> he, I don't even know where he is. He's hiding in your spam box. I, apparently. He's not upstairs. He's not downstairs. He left. He just took off. He's out. Oh, are you looking for Simon? Yeah. He's hiding. Oz has got him. Oh, he is up there? Yeah. Oh, okay. He meowed pitifully a couple times. Oh, show. poor thing. All right. There's a naked woman here. What do I do? Ah! She's not. Oh, my naked. God. <laughs> Work on it. Come on. <laughs> Work on it. Your obsession with my nudity is mildly disturbing. Go, go yeah, obsess over your own. E3 naked. Go obsess over your wife's nudity. Jeez. She's not here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I did that this morning, but he made, she left. Apparently, that's what Michael does whenever she's home. Okay. All right. Now we know about Michael's personal life. Um, speaking of I like things sex. That, <laughs> here's something that Michael does not like, like sex. Tales games. <laughs> you would think I would like a name with Tales, but apparently not. No, Tales of the Abyss 3D. This is the remake of the game that everybody says is good, apparently, and it's coming out for the 3DS, and it's going to be even better on the 3DS, or blah, 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 blah. Has an exact release date now for Europe and pale regions, so you... Filthy Europeans. Yeah, uh, you guys get crappy games. <laughs> is that we never got Tales of the Abyss in the first place, right? I don't even know if we got it. Mm. You yes, did. did. Okay, all right. They translated well. Tales of the Abyss into English and then didn't release it in Europe. Oh, it's the opposite of the Operation Rainfall stuff. Okay, got it. Um, it's a typical situation. <laughs> yeah, well. Yeah, in other words, typical for Europe. Uh, it makes me get feel better. DSP. All right, coming out November 10th for you in Europe, Australia, and other pale regions and that's really all we need to say about that. Is it region locked? Still don't have Tales of Graces or F, It's right? 3DS. So, yes. Yeah, it's region locked. Oh, we do have F as well. Okay, I don't know why this is in the story. Confuse me. Okay. 2011 for what? This is confused. Oh, North America doesn't have a date. So, that's the story. So, Europe's got a date, November 10th. We have no date in the U.S. Uh, it sucks. And Tales of Graces of F is also thrown in here, which will be released in both North America and PAL regions. Sometime in 2012. Oh, yeah. Did game you say regions? Regions. 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 Regions with the regions. Regions. Raging Cajun. Yeah, we're going to have a Ray mm. Relace is what we're going to have of Oblivion. 
coming out again because we need to make some more money one last time on this series before Skyrim oh, comes out. We actually if you give a crap money. about playing Oblivion again, please raise your hand now. I saw people on my Twitter actually raising their hands. Oh, that makes me sad. I, they want to do it because they played it on PC. Now they want to play it on Xbox. Because okay, they'd rather have a platform sense. that sucks at it. I don't know. I don't understand it. But <laughs> Bethesda is releasing Elder Scrolls IV Oblivion again in the fifth anniversary edition, which somehow is different than the Game of the Year edition. And here's what it has. It's got a metal collector's case. Who cares? A documentary on the making of Oblivion. Okay, that should be on YouTube, in my opinion, at this point, but whatever. A full-color map of the land of Cyrodiil and the Shivering Isles. Uh, it includes this, the Knights of the Nine and Shivering Isles expansions, just like the Game of the Year edition did. And a $10 mail-in rebate offer for both the Elder Scrolls V Skyrim and a Skyrim strategy guide. Do you have to buy both? Is that stupid if you do? Hopefully it's okay. just for Skyrim. The package will retail for 30 bucks, and it's available. It's already out in North America. came out this week, I guess. So who's jumping on that one? No. <laughs> Especially all those people who just, just got who, all those people got the whole thing for five bucks on Steam just like a week ago. It's like <laughs> no, <again>. just no. <laughs> it's oblivion. Like? No. Seriously. Yeah. No. No. Well, it's just... it's. Oh, you didn't like the game, did you, Mike? You thought you were gonna like it, but then you played it. Yeah, kind of yeah. like um, Morrowind, except worse. You, you thought Morrowind was better. Interesting. Yes. Most, I thought most people far. thought Morrowind was better. Because it was just... I mean, despite the fact that Morrowind was filled with really ugly people, <laughs> it actually felt like it had more of a purpose to it. Oblivion was like, plop, world, do something. And you're like, like what? And you go do stuff, and it's like, no, that's boring. You did that, that's boring. Oh, that got me killed. Well, that's kind of dumb, too. You know. Um, so no, I thought Morrowind was better, even though I didn't really finish either because they did eventually bore me. So if Skyrim bores me, I will cry. Yeah. You saw the demo for Skyrim. Doesn't look like it's set up to do the same thing. No. Why not? Um, because they've already set down kind of a preamble of what you should be doing, which is, um, go around and not die. No, as in actually you should be hunting dragons, you should be looking for runes, you should be doing... I mean, it was more like it's, we have a specific idea of what you should be doing instead of we're going to throw you in a town and see what happens. Well, there was a main story in Oblivion. Maybe you just chose not to follow it, but it was there. And they gave no, you like markers on your compass, like walk this way to get to next story. Yeah, which was boring. <laughs> and how is this going to be different in Skyrim? Um, it has dragons? <laughs> I just like Did you the, not expect that? The gameplay looks better. It's just, I don't know. I'm, I don't know, the I'm fighting more... looks the same to me. I mean, the magic's a little different, I guess, but I don't know. I just, I don't know. I mean, I had a discussion with this with uh, Steven a bit ago, and we're just, what they showed you was enough to sell it, but I do have the same feeling. It's going to be like, well, this is great. And they finally put enough random elements with the dragons in. But by the time you get to the dragons, you're so damn bored of the game, nobody wants to play anymore. So I just hope it's not like that. All right. Uh, let's see. Kingdom Hearts. How about that? I think you that tells that you yet? how absolutely boring I was at E3, if that's still my second most anticipated game, huh? Yeah. You'll notice E3 it wasn't was, on my list. E3 was boring. A week after E3, or two days after E3, is like, that's one of the f- best E3s I've ever had. 
And now, it was a best three boring. as far no, but like the game selection, it was like we need more. It was oh. all kind of the same stuff. I don't oh, know. I see. He had fun for. Maybe it's just retrospective. Maybe I was just still happy because I got to get out of the house for a week. I don't know. <laughs> or it was just the continual buzz of being drunk for most of the week. I yeah. think that's what it was. Uh, that is not true, and you know it. Uh, I fell least... asleep in my bed. That was once. That is... No, I know because there was multiple nights. She, like I she wasn't in it. <laughs> I was when you fell asleep. No, you weren't. Yeah, she had to leave the room because you're snoring too loudly in her bed. So, oh, what's that like? I don't know. <sighs> you and Ed. Oh my god. Uh, no, no. <laughs> oh, don't you even start. Oh yeah. You are so bad. It is like one thirty in the morning. It's like Ed's going, <laughs> and Chris is going, <laughs> and it's just like, oh my god, it's the serenading of snores. <laughs> You snore, Michael. You snore just as yeah. bad. No. As- I <laughs> snore just as bad, but by the time I'm snoring, Dingledorf 1 and 2 are asleep. That's <laughs> the same that with me. Time, but- aside from that one time where you fell asleep with Skype on and we were treated to 25 <laughs> minutes of you snoring at us. Oh, that was funny. Was that, uh, but there's no, there, is, there is no comparison between Michael and I snoring and Ed's, as far as I can tell. Oh my god, Ed could wake the dead. Ed's snoring is... I sleep through his snoring all the time. It's like being in a theater with the bass set set to max. I thought we were waking the girls with his snoring. I sleep through his snoring. I thought the hotel would throw us out with his snoring. Oh, wait, you guys, this problem is... You sleep through my snoring, too. What's the big deal? I sleep through I I, I used to think Michael's snoring was bad. And then you you met Ed, and you're like, OMG. Then I shared a room with my family at Disney and heard my dad snoring. Then I and then I went to E3 and heard Ed snoring, and I no longer think Michael's snoring is bad. It was it's pretty bad. This why am I the only person that can sleep through Ed snoring? Oh, Probably. I can sleep through it. It just took. You know, I, I just needed drugs. And... That's all. <laughs> That's what I was missing in my life. <laughs> Apparently, no, I, I spent the whole time at E3 doped. It's so I bad. was drunk, not doped. It was two well, nights right. out of the Demi- week, Chris. as far as I remember. It was three nights, because oh, okay. you went to movies, and we went out drinking. Oh, that's right. That's you guys right. chose to do that. Yeah, you I wanted to go do movies, bar. and you're like, oh, we don't. and then we tell you what movie we went to. Like, oh, you should have told us. Like, we want well, yeah, to We're like, you're going to go see this movie. They and didn't I have any of those it. movies at the and theater. They had the movie, and I'm like, I don't really care. And they're like, oh, we ended up seeing something cool. And All I'm right, like, well, next time we'll actually look at the listings first. All right, Kingdom Hearts 3D, you people. On the 3DS, it's going to have. I'm just trying to delay this news because it bores me. I know. So, Kingdom Hearts 3D. Speaking of 3D movies, I'm actually liking the 3D on my 3DS, but. That's Did you like material. the 3D of Harry Potter? No. It didn't feel very 3D. It didn't it was pointless. If you if you have a choice of going to see Harry Potter in 3D, just save the 4 bucks cuz see it in 2D. I didn't pay for it, so I don't care. There're exactly two scenes that have any sort of worthwhile 3D effects and they don't add anything to the movie, so it's not worth so, it. Can I I have a quick question though. Was the movie gray? Yeah. It was very gray. I couldn't figure out if it was my stupid glasses or it was so the was theater. Mo- yeah, all of but... all of part 7 was gray. Yeah, it was like gray and then red. I think they've and been gray pink. since three, actually. <laughs> no, because there was a lot more color in part one. Well, yeah, I said three. It's like once I got to part three, it's like all of a sudden Harry Potter's world became gray. No, I think he means Deathly Hallows 7 part Deathly one. Deathly Hallows 7 part one had more color. Had more color. Too. Not written. Well, not well on there my was TV also did. the fact that they were dealing with all of the emotional baggage and part two was like, here's all of the action sequences back to back. Yeah, but why were they all gray? 
Is this you can see the green and blue and orange? I'm telling you, the first one was gray as well. Your color is probably miscalibrated on your TV. Or I just didn't care and put in my own color. (laughs) We're not blue, we're green. Adjust your TVs. (laughs) Oh, God. It was just like, the first one was so boring. It was like, we're doing some cool stuff. Oh, crap. And then it was like, and then Ron throws a fit for 45 minutes. And they read a book. At least he doesn't do it on screen. Then they danced to music that got amplified through a crappy radio because they thought it was awesome. And then it was over, and then they were sad again. And then finally something happened at the end of the movie. Kingdom Hearts 3D on the 3DS. Actually, part one, Deathly Hollows, is more interesting than this story. (laughs) The point is that if you play the 3DS game, you're going to see some details on Kingdom Hearts 3, the official sequel, the next full series game. It will be the last game that has Ziha Nort, who I have never even heard of, so that must be his Kingdom Hearts 2 spoiler, as the main Ah. antagonist. And oh, you really love Kingdom Hearts, don't you? I haven't finished two yet. I know. I'm stupid. Uh, it is between 40 and 50% complete. Kingdom Hearts 3D is. Not Kingdom Hearts 3. That's probably around 0% complete. <laughs> and uh, Traverse Tom will have two... Oh, who cares? Uh, Kingdom I Hearts 3D, Dream Drop Distance, upcoming 3DS game, will have a story on par with the main series, they say. It will have and a story flicker. When does it? When does it take place in the timeline? Does anybody know? There's a timeline? Yeah. Yes. This crap was just made up as we went. Where did my notes go? Okay, well, I'll leave you with this. Big news item. It will be possible to climb up onto rooftops. And with that, my... you have all the info you need about Kingdom Hearts 3DS. Oh, here it is. Hey, the PSP one people liked, so whatever. Cthulhu! Much more There's interesting. There's a PSP one? Yes. What's it called? Birth by, what, sleep. Birth by sleep. The No, people thought that was awful. Was a... No. No, people thought that game was awesome. Yeah, people liked it. I thought it was the battles people just were like. No, people didn't no. like the uh the DS one. Three five eight over two days. Uh, there's too many of these <laughs> games I hate. I can only hate so much, people. You need to stop releasing games. I'm just happy I know how to say that right. Really? Yeah, there's a lot of people who don't. People say like say forty four forty seven and a fourth for Kingdom Hearts for the DS one, but anyway. Uh whatever. Cthulhu. It's really much more interesting. Versus 75, that much of a love? What? Oh, I was thinking of Chain of Memories. Never mind. Chain of Memories is a piece of garbage. Cthulhu is on your PC now. <laughs> Person we've had on this very podcast, Z Boyd, or Roger Boyd from Z Boyd Games, or aka Where Zompire on Twitter. He's been very happy with the performance of his games on Steam this week. They hit the top, like the number one or number two spot on the top sellers overall on the day they came out. They're still in the top 20. It's pretty cool. You can buy it right now. Three bucks on Steam gets you Cthulhu Saves the World and Breath of Death 7. And you get to play an alien cat named Paws. That's right. It's named after me. I'm glad you had to clarify that for us. You couldn't just leave us hanging. So is the dog named after um, E's dog from uh, the Major Nelson podcast? Is that the thing there? Don't I think know. so. I think that's why he posted, like, this is the best dog in the world. So it's probably his dog or something. Shut your toes. I think our gaming celebrity is much more important. Oh, and Anna went offline. Nice. So She's in your house. I know. I don't know how that happened. <laughs> but she's offline. <laughs> Apparently the cat's got her. So <laughs> Simon said, you know what? I'm jealous that you got to be in a game and I didn't reboot computer. Well, he's named Simon for a reason. Because what he says goes. So It is true. Simon says. Yep, that's right. So... <laughs> On the PC version of Kazulu Saves the World, there's like special bonuses, a bunch of like 
director stuff, that director commentary stuff that you unlock after you play the game, and like bromides and bestiary and all this cool stuff. I highly recommend you get it, if only because the music's really awesome. And it's a it's an old school Dragon Warrior style RPG with a slightly different combat system. But uh, go check it out for three bucks. You can't go wrong. Good game. It's on Steam. It's on Steam. Where's my Steam? Button? And you know, the, yeah. Uh, and it's uh, highly recommended. This is how the, long until you these how were... long until you buy it for me? Huh? <laughs> I think <laughs> you should buy how. this one yourself for two and a half bucks. It's on sale right now. For heaven's sake! I was just giving crap because like every time. It's I don't $2 buy a game within like an hour you buy it yeah. How do you buy games on this thing? <laughs> you click add to cart. <laughs> where's, the, where's the store? <laughs> you open up Steam and it defaults to the store page. All Mike. I have is my friends. I don't open the actual click program. Click store at the top left. Oh. oh, there it is. God. So wow. much I buy stuff on Steam even though I have like 45 you games. 8,000 games on it, but yeah, buy them. Only 45? Jeez. And we need to play Horde after this, but that's a whole other discussion. All right, so I mean, Breath of Death... I have to go buy a bed after this. Oh, okay. <laughs> Breath of Death 7 and uh, and Cthulhu Saves the World on Steam for you right now. Here's another one on Steam that Michael might care about. Dungeons of Dreadmore. So this is a Sounds dungeon bad. crawler. This is a dungeon crawler for Mac and PC. It is a roguelike. Running out of those. It's a roguelike, and it's humorous. So it's another funny roguelike, only this one's on PC. And you get to choose from seven different skills from Pool 34 each time through the game, I guess. The skills range from focus, weapons focus to magic to crafting, blah, 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 blah. You get to well, be a mage, you... a rogue, or a warrior. And I believe you go through ten floors to defeat the evil Lich Lord Dreadmore. So This is why I make you buy stuff. I have to pay sales tax. Oh. Okay. Go buy it for me. No, I'm not paying two sixty nine for you. You can afford that. I'll give it back to you somehow. Blade <laughs> Kitten. I should play that. What? Right now. I have Blade Kitten. I should play it. Okay. <laughs> she could get through the saves the world is what you should get. I'm working on it. And also, Dungeons of Dreadmore. There's your roguelike. I lost the store again. You lost Anna. Where the heck did the store go? Why? Oh, store button. So turn oh, the light the... on. What? Oh, you left the adapter down here. Oh, sorry. I was just talking to Pog. She, uh, <laughs> she's having technical difficulties. She lost power on her laptop. She no, as in she's in. trying to do something technical, and it's difficult for her. So, as is everything. <laughs> yes. <laughs> How That's do I decide day. I don't want to buy it now, and I want to buy more stuff? You click back to the store, and they'll stay. In I your did cart. that. It kept put, put me in the payment field. I figured it out. Never mind. Okay. <laughs> I know Steam's a very hard thing. It is. <laughs> it's amazing you guys buy anything. I only so, have uh, 121 games on Steam. I've got a good amount on Steam as well, actually. How do you count them so quick? Uh, there is a um, button marked all games on the games you, list. Like, oh, I've games. got a, Oh, geez. Oh, boy. I have 150. Huh. God, people are crazy. Well, I buy a lot during the sales when stuff's like a dollar or two. Yeah, the, what, ID, the ID pack really uh, screwed me over. Yeah, at one point I bought the PopCap pack. <laughs> that was crazy. You gave Do you even to... have a soul left after that? <laughs> the PopCap pack? I guess. Yeah. Are you playing? Oh, I have video? Sanctum. I should try that out. Why oh, so do I. Good times. Hey, you know what else? Oh, uh, this we... is going to go somewhere sometime? Yeah, Jack Nita uh-huh. put out a statement this this week about Disgaea 4. 
and said, mm-hmm. hey, you know Disgaea 4 and how it has a map editor in Japan and stuff? Yeah, apparently Sony doesn't want us to do that here. So uh, that's... Mm. This okay. is because uh, of, the game does still have a map editor. Yeah, yes, it does. It has a weird map editor because of "quote unquote" regulation issues, which I I don't understand if that means Sony or ESRB or what. Uh, <clears throat> I have no comment this time. What does that mean? You know what that, that means? means. I know. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know why you can't have a map editor in games? Is that really? Oh no, I know why they said they said what they said what they said. Oh, they told you. Okay. Of course they did. Oh, you talked to now, didn't you? Oh, wow, what a shock. Yeah. <laughs> it's because I don't have Ryan's aim yet. Uh, I'll have to plug you offline. Uh, anyway, plug you. Mm. I'll have to probe you? No. Uh, no, Anna. that's Anna. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up. Dude, you already <laughs> said, yeah, I win. Shut I up. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> You're a jerk. <laughs> According yeah, to Nice just... America, here's the thing. Here's the thing. So here's the thing. I don't know. This is stupid and dumb. So apparently they're making the map editor, instead of being tile by tile and you can make everything, and I guess in theory somebody could spell out like naughty words or something, um, you can only now get pre-made blocks of content on the map that you can put together and make your maps out of. So you'll have like, instead of individual blocks, you'll have like chunks. And you put them together and you have lots of preset landforms to choose from and stuff like that. And you can place multiples of the same. Oh wait, multiples of the same objects cannot be placed on top or side by side, and map names will be entirely randomized, which is stupid. Uh, and so after these quote-unquote minor adjustments, which I don't really honestly think they're minor, I think that's marketing spin. But after those adjustments, they're still going to have a map making system with those restrictions, and the game will be out September 6, North America, fall 2011 in Europe, and that will be the way it is in both Europe and north america so apparently in japan people can be trusted not to make penises on their map or something i don't know kind of dumb well yeah, this is the company that brought us picto chat or the the country well, hang on you say you say um they you say trusted but they also say regulations i say it's not necessarily oh uh, i know i know nis doesn't care what we do but it's yeah i don't whatever this regulation they won't say who's doing the regulations but whoever's doing the regulations apparently is doesn't trust us <laughs> or is required who would i don't know esrb who Sony? would trust you people you're uh, all yeah crazy. i would i would say this is probably an esrb issue yeah, i don't know no it's not because a esrb always defaults to online content is not rated in any way well if it's not esrb i don't know who it would be other than sony it I has mean, to be sony i guess so whatever but i would think it'd be the esrb because they'd have to or Sony requiring them to do it because the ESRB wanting the rating to apply to the whole thing? But th- no. Yeah, this Again, is stupid. Yeah, because yeah, the ESRB that's... has the online content is not rated by the ESRB right, thing. That right, that is their automatic disclaimer. Hmm. Okay. So I mean, it's Sony America probably right. going, you know what? We had this problem with the big planet, and we took a lot of resources. So, you know, you should probably think about that. And they're like, hmm. ah, crap. Or just don't care. I mean, the, the whole, the, uh, if you don't care, the then reason, you can get sued. Yeah, well, that's the problem. We shouldn't be allowing the other reason you're not thinking of. You're all thinking porn, right? And it should be copyright I'm actually stuff, thinking right? copyright. Copyrighted material is by far the thing people are worried about more. Well, how are you going to emulate in in a in a map editor system where you cannot upload your own sprites? What are you going to do? Make a Pac-Man face. A Pac-Man face, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, this is this is an issue. Bad. I mean, they have. I'm, I'm oh, sorry. You're, you're just, 
What's the you thing just... that they have in Japan? It's like YouTube, but it's all derivative Nico, works. Nico, we have it in oh, the U.S. Nico, now. NicoNico.com is out. Yeah, so, I mean, we have a cultural difference in is, uh, what is N-I-C-O acceptable. NICONICO.com, sorry. Right, so, I mean, we have sort of a cultural difference, and I'm sure a legal difference, over what's considered acceptable derivative work and what's just considered copyright infringement. And I'm sure What's that's a, one of the major things. I don't know how Nico, Nico fits into that discussion, but all right. Uh, <laughs> Look Chris. at the major issue they had with the uh, Little Big Planet content. Well, they were actually emulating game forms. It, from it doesn't other games. matter. That's the like, things that they took down were, were everything that had anything dude, to do with it. You were able to play Pac-Man in Little Big Planet. That's a bit more of a leap than just having a Pac-Man-looking face. Except it isn't in the terms of law. In the, yeah, in terms of law, that doesn't make any difference at all. That just brought attention to it, and now Sony is going to go crawl on its hole and say no copyrighted material if whatsoever. It's just, if it's just a use of an image in a derivative work, that's... You could, you could, you could make the parody claim on it or something. I don't no. All right, and, and here's the thing. Who has more money? Namco or Nipponichi? If this goes to court, they're in trouble. You really think and, you Namco's going to do that? Yes, it's Namco. <laughs> Case Micah point. has told me some very interesting stories. Hmm. But it's one of those things where it's also like, you know, it's still not stopping you from making like the shape or whatever, but you can't, you know, I mean, people can do what they want. They just want to make sure that for in general, you don't need to watch over it like, you know, Big Brother. Mm-hmm. I guess. Also, well, Nico is still up. I don't know what Chris was talking about. I said Nico. Nico.com is out in the U.S. now. He said out, oh, not, not down. Yeah, it's or out. Yeah, we have it now. We didn't used to have it in the U.S. Now that we have a U.S. English site. Because, okay. you know. It used to just be NicoNico.jp, and that was all. Well, I mean, what, I mean, what's the point in having NicoNico.com? Don't you guys already have YouTube? Uh, yeah, but YouTube doesn't allow derivative works. True. They take them down oh, super fast. Oh, they kind of depends if they catch it or not. Actually, with their automated YouTube doesn't care. It's the they automated stuff. They have to be told by have, the people yeah. who own it that they care, which means they have to be already be flagged to watch for this content. Well, I think Google has Nico been in Nico enough legal hot different... water lately that okay. they're going to have to start caring. Nico Nico is no. a very different community than YouTube. It's a community is... of people making this weird stuff, and and they've got they do it. They they socialize about it. There's a whole there's a whole thing that you're getting with Nico Nico that you just don't have on YouTube. It's different people. And actually, pause. That's why Google set up this established thing when they bought it. Was they were saying for the most part we don't want to police it, but. If you feel your copyrighted material is on our site, we will put it in our engines. And our bots will go and try to find it. And if you find anything that you feel is derivative, we will look at it. We and actually, it this is interesting. Whenever we post a, a trailer from Square Enix, I get an email on our, on, our, on our YouTube account's email address saying that, by the way, notice that that trailer you just put, put up has a work from another company named Square Enix. You don't have to do anything mm-hmm. right now. We're just letting you know that, the, that, uh, that, right. that we know. <laughs> Square Enix has flagged that their property is protected, and they get a notice, and you get a notice. And, and if Square Enix decided to, they could shut it off. To my knowledge, they have not done that ever, but they, they um, have the ability to. Wait, they but took they haven't for us because we're posting official trailers. But right. if someone was taking that and turning it and changing the vocals or something, and they got notified, it'd be gone in a second. Yep. So. It's because it's official that it's allowed, but if we modify it anyway, they would turn it off. Mm-hmm. 
Yep, yep. I don't I don't envy whoever person's job it is to just sit there and look through all those notices and watch like eight thousand YouTube videos of the same trailer over and over. Well, most likely it's a bot with a checksum. No, no, that's what Google does. But who at Square Enix has to review all those notices and look for changed audio and stuff? Oh, um, that would be a boring job, in my. Well, opinion. again, I would think you could get a checksum. Well, actually, I'm quite surprised they haven't closed down the guy who did the uh, literal the literal trailer series. If you've seen any of those, I have not. Never heard like, of that. Sorry, never heard of that. Oh, it's a guy who basically puts um, lyrics to trailer music. Uh, his best one, I think, is probably the Assassin's Creed related ones. Cool. Are, are they Hang good on. or are they they're just good. funny? Oh, they're good and funny. Oh, I'll have to try it. Hang on. I'll funny. link one in chat. Sweet. Thank you. I'll check that out later. But we still have news. We're going to be chugging along, just like apparently the development of Versus 13 is chugging along. In, Except uh, it's not. Famitsu Magazine, Tetsuya Nomura says, <clears throat> it's still under full development, of course. I'd like a chance to show everyone that development is coming along, but we have games like Final Fantasy Type-0 and Final Fantasy 13-2 that will be released first, and the company is also telling me to keep project details secret for now. As a result, I apologize, but there won't be any new screenshots or other media released to the public for a little while. So, it's still being worked on, but they're not allowed to release any info. This is so strange. But he also says in th- Versus 13, so he can't tell you anything, but then he tells you things. In Versus 13, we've gotten rid of in-game cutscenes that the player can't control. There will either be pre-rendered uh, movies uh, uh, uh. or real-time event scenes that the player can control. How do you control... Oh, you can't control the pre-rendered movies. Okay, whatever. Do These it. scenes are part of a new gameplay feature, with which, as far as I know, hasn't been done anywhere else. You mean except every um. other Final Fantasy game. It's something that allows for very natural changes in the game experience, a form of expression you don't see, really see in the games. This is heavy rain. Well, this right? sounds like Indigo Prophecy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> heavy rain. Like, oh, I can't. Who who's had a real time event scenes before? Well, how about Heavy Rain, which is an entire game that's a real time event scene? It's not something you can explain quickly, since the st- experience can change with each situation. But you could say it leads to the sort of storytelling you see more in first person shooters than in console RPGs. Tetsuya Nomura. Tetsuya Nomura. Don't ever, ever say that your game's story will be good because it's like a first-person shooter. <laughs> oh I think that's. I think that's the point in which you realize that the um, people that spend you... most of the time sitting around on large Western gaming websites criticizing JRPGs have probably won. <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> I, I, I'm just assuming it's com- Nomura is completely out of touch with reality at this point, or something. Oh my God! You hey, it's like put the Today so Show. So much emphasis on really stupid things. Hey, Michael. But he said something okay. stupid. He said something to the Japanese, which has then been translated to a market it wasn't meant for, and you guys get your panties in a rough. Well, all right? I, I'm sorry. It doesn't well, matter. In Japan, it's true. What does that mean? Was Heavy Rain made uh, in the F The FPS genre is... Um, um, like, I'm pretty sure it was made in Europe, actually. Well, what, exactly. I, we're talking about He's the talking- FPS thing, Mike. Well, no. The first thing you're talking about was the uh, yeah, the heavy rain thing. No one's done it in Japan before. Fine, whatever. But but no. What it's about in, this comment no, that no, 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 at least no, 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 it's sort of storytelling? Or it's in thirteen two. It's like no, hey, here's it's the big monster guy, and you go stab no. me, stab me, and you press the right buttons. He's not talking, no, he's not about, talking about interrupts. The, yeah, he's, no, he's and not. He, that's not a scene. That's a battle. Whatever. He's talking about the event scenes that the player can control. Yeah, so you're in a cutscene, and you do stuff. Actually, move around. Which, by the way, you've you. 
Uh, Metal Gear Solid 4 had some of that, too. You could do that in some of the Final Fantasy VII scenes. Oh, my God. Not really. <laughs> well, no, there are some scenes they forgot to take away the controller control, so you could actually... The games the that come to mind that have cutscenes that you're really doing control in, of course, God of War-style quick-time events, I don't think that's what he's talking about. Uh, Heavy Rain, which is like the entire game's a cutscene. <laughs> which is why you could debate that if that really counts or not. Right. And Metal Gear Solid 4. How about Indigo Prophecy, then? It has quick-time events and other stuff outside of it. But in Metal Gear Solid 4, the things you could do didn't control the outcome of the cutscene. Indigo Prophecy, I can't speak of. I don't know. Indigo Prophecy is the prequel to Heavy Rain. It's not the prequel, but okay. It's the spiritual prequel. Yes, I understand. And yeah, it's like story and then quick-time event, and the quick-time events do change how the story goes. So you... Okay. But do you change it while you're going yeah, he's on? He's talking about during the story scene, you're doing stuff. <laughs> yes, this is what happens. Okay. In so whatever. Indigo Prophecy. Uh, can so we lump example, this in with the damn... The, okay, we already, we've got it. Heavy Rain no, and Indigo I Prophecy, they do, both let you do this. But the I point is... I want to give a practical example. It doesn't matter. For example, when the police come in and question your character at one point, you are seeing phantasms and you are getting instructions on how to avoid them. And you have the choice between confronting the phantasms or ignoring them and both of those choices have a have a major impact on what's going on okay so once again as i've said three times it sounds like this has been done before yes okay great i was i, uh, I was going to say again, uh, you could name me, with... name, there there are several games marketing and square enix aren't the only people who do this who say that their insert Gameplay functionality here is brand new and innovative. You get around to actually playing the game and, well, no, it no, it's not. <laughs> well, it's another thing to wonder is, yes, it's been done before, but it hasn't been done in the way that he's thinking about it. But, but um, Yeah, the way that he's describing it sounds exactly like Indigo but Prophecy. But none of this matters. The thing that the guy's crazy about is saying it's leading to the storytelling you'll see more in FPSs than in console RPGs. Who wants first-person shooter and storytelling? Where has that been good? I don't play shooters. And but maybe the first Halo, sort of? Wait. I mean, give me a break. They don't make shooters in Japan, do they? Half-Life had no, like an okay really. sword that's shooter, but yeah. I, that's, why I made the, that's why I made the comment. That's why what? I made the comment that I said earlier. It's when you see lines like that, you realize that the uh, majority of people who inhabit large-scale Western gaming All right. sites... Well, then have, Michael we, flips his lid. He's like, you guys make too much out of little things. I'm like, that's a big thing. Yeah, that's a big thing. What's the other thing people seem to be all tizzy about? What's oh, like, well, I'm okay with that. So what? Yeah, I, I understand that's just marketing, but this is this is the thing that worries me when you say stuff like that. Like, no, what your not. story it doesn't to be, worry me. It does to me because like the storytelling in, in first-person shooters is crap. Yes, but do you know why it doesn't worry me? Why? Because of who said it. And we know he's bad shit, anyways. You, no more is insane. <laughs> All right. Oh, is there anything else to say? I yeah, suppose it's we, man- we can sort of squeeze in the... Car- uh, how do you pronounce that? I don't know what you're looking at. Um, the t- <laughs> when we were listening to the Today Show before the podcast. No, I'm looking at the story, Anna. I'm not looking for a new story, but thank no, you. No, no, no. I'm just, the, just kind of reinforcing the point that on both sides there are people that are completely out of touch. Oh, okay. I, I had no idea that's what you're going for. All right, yes, there's crazy people out there. We saw one on the Today Store on on a clip from the Today Show today, um, which showed some relationship advice scene that they did from their weekend version of the Today Show that says, uh, 
Yeah. If you're over 30, you should not be playing video games. Basically, that was that oh, was the that gist one. of the clip. <laughs> it's like, is it okay talk. for my Sorry. my boyfriend who's over 30 to be playing video games? And the girls like, no, it's not okay. And they look at the guy and the, at the relationship guy, and he's like, no, that's not normal. You know, at some point, you got to move on from these things. And it's only okay if you're playing with your kids. I'm like, I'll oh, screw you, dude. <laughs> Me and Chris looked at each other. So... I got to get in as much video game playing today as possible. Yeah, Anna turns 30 so tomorrow. So, so I'm guessing. I mean, that, uh... 29 for the second time tomorrow. But. I'm guessing that Reggie will be on the Today Joe show soon or something. That's the thing. He's been on it before. Yeah. You think he'd be like, do you this people The only thing I can tell you is this was the Today Show B team. None of, none of the uh, quote unquote good people on the Today Show. This is just the, the really whiny people who like do the, sec- the, the last hour that nobody watches. All whiny. Well, um, I, I, I'm trying to say this without being very stereotypical, but. This requires watching TV, which is just a waste I, of time. I don't know how to say it politely, so I just won't say it. But these people are not, they're not aimed at me as an audience. I can say that. They're aimed at, you know, 40, 50 year old women. Crowd? Yeah. <laughs> Actually, well, so no, they're, do, they're, they're aimed at 42 year old women who want relationship advice, is what it's aimed at. <laughs> then why do they care what a 30 year old does? I don't know. Well, because 30 year olds oh, watch cougars. TV, I guess. Well, the host, the hosts are cougars. Um, the people writing in, I don't know. <laughs> well, I hope they're cougars, or they're trying to date thirty-year-olds. Yeah, I don't know if the hosts are cougars, but they they, they have that potential. They're in the right age bracket to do it. <laughs> See, why can't Nomura do good stuff like Crisis Core? Why does he have to do this weird stuff? <sighs> we could always get another Dirge of Cerberus, Mike. Oh, he did that too. <laughs> did he? Well, he only did he did character design for that. He was a creative. Oh, uh, good. Producer for Crisis Core. Which I was actually finished before. that game. This is one of the games I finished. How how do you not finish Crisis Core? You just no. play it long enough until you win the lottery. I, I haven't played it yet, but what? Oh, I played it a little, didn't I? I imported it. Um, you, yeah, I imported it, and then you I got the US haven't version. played the U.S. version. No, I haven't played the U.S. version. Oh, I... yeah. we got to chapter four in the Japanese version, and I you didn't know. play. Yeah. Wow, that was that's one of my favorite PSP games. I know. So you complain about all the things that yeah. I play that you don't like. I'm just what can I say? I'm just a, I'm a loser casual gamer, and I should be watching Nintendo video. Except I can't yet because it's only out in Japan and Europe right now. What? Yay, go Europe! Why? I don't suck. know. North America has to continue waiting because I guess licensing in our con- country sucks. Yes. So Nintendo video. Uh, will offer free 2D and 3D video downloads. And in Europe, the first content offering will be 3D episodes of cartoons like Oscar's Oasis, which I've never heard of, and exclusive 3D episodes of Magic Tricks. Yeah. Videos are downloaded automatically through SpotPass if you set it up to do automatic downloads. Um, it could be another two months plus in North America. So there you go. But Netflix is out right now. so If you pay more for it. No, no, if you <laughs> that's a whole other issue, but just Netflix is out on your 3DS right now, so you can enjoy that. At least in America it is. And uh yeah, Netflix accounts went up in price and the internet flipped out and the end. Oh. Yeah, see that's what I can't figure out is as soon as Amazon announces that they can be competitive, Netflix raises their prices. That makes no sense to me. What do you mean? Amazon Prime. How is it competitive? They have free rental service automatic with Amazon Prime. Yeah, but it's not all the it's not all of their rental content. No, but it's a major portion of it. But they did I mean, that the like a stuff, month or two ago. Yeah, 
But they finally are making like a, they hit a certain number, and so they could really push it. Have you used that at all? Because I haven't. I don't have it on anything that's hooked up to my TV, to my knowledge. Really? Uh, yeah, the Amazon Prime thing's actually rather restricted. It works on your 360. Amazon Prime? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know. That's new. Okay. Also works on our TiVo. Okay. Well, yeah. TiVos are cool. Oh, do you have TiVo's a new TiVo? Oh, I have a Series 3 HD. Oh, that's close enough. Okay. Uh, I have an HDTV. I had to get a new TiVo. Well, yeah, I know, but then they had, they had the new TiVo that nobody likes. No, I don't have the new TiVo nobody likes. Yeah. I have the TiVo everybody likes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think they released an update to the one nobody likes to make it more like the one everybody likes. <laughs> That's nice of them. <laughs> like, you have to go, like, turn it on in option mode or something. <laughs> I think I heard that. All right. How about Parasite Eve I- I- 2? Parasite Parasite Eve. Kill me. How Nobody do you screw that. that up? I don't know. Parasite Eve too, but because freaking Anna's back down here, and I don't know why. <laughs> she can't. And he got distracted by the nudity. More technical. There's no. Oh my god. <laughs> you hey, can... you can't say Parasite Eve when she's in the room. Something's up. No, I'm trying to figure <laughs> out what saying. I need to do. That's to, all I'm saying. I'm trying to figure out what I need to do to make it so she. Well, usually has it requires no technical not problems. being on a podcast. Well, I guess you could. It would be a different kind of podcast. Though. Whatever. <laughs> Parasite Eve 2 was announced to come out on the PlayStation Network. Yay. Is it oh, out already? It. I don't know. Don't buy it. This story's stupid. I can't even read it. The game's stupid. Yeah, so don't even buy it. But it's out don't there. We're it. warning you it not sucks. to buy it. Yes, even we are. I own it on uh, PlayStation 1. And it's bad. I never don't played play it. it. I beat it. I cried. Or I did I only it. buy... No, I only bought the first one. That's right. <laughs> I had heard. Uh-huh. Just get the first one. So I only bought the first. I still haven't played that either. All right, Namco Bandai, 3DS Brave Company. So check this out. How many games in your Steam account of the 150 have you actually played? Oh, let's not talk about that. Okay, I'm just checking because every I'm other sure game it's I under ten. you haven't played either. <laughs> I'm sure it's under ten. Let's not do that. Uh, it's probably not. But I need a bet that doesn't. Speak. Brave Company. So check this out. So you like Breath of Tear, right? Well, you don't. But people who played it like it. So that's a game where you you run the item shop that supplies adventures as they go into a dungeon, right? It's got a girl with a clipboard. This one is called Brave Company. Yes, it's announced. It's been announced in Japan. We don't have any news on it for the U.S. yet. But this is about running the agency that sends out people to do all the nasty business for you. So it's it's kind of a sim thing, but since it's kind of a sim in the adventuring RPG genre, I figure you guys might want to hear about it. Uh, let you head up an outfit that dispatches heroes and heroines across the land to solve whatever problems are at hand. This is from a one-up story. You can maintain a roster of wannabe good do-gooders, each with an individual class like knight or wizard. Uh, if they carry out their assigned quests successfully, you'll get the funds and extra equipment you'll need to expand your outfit. This is kind of like that um, Crystal... Yeah, the WiiWare game. The WiiWare game. Um, Crystal Chronicles... Um, Dark Face. This game is on the WiiWare. I don't know what the title was. Something that's what I'm Lord. calling it. Crystal Chronicles. This is the Wanna WiiWare be a one. King or something. Oh yeah, my life is a king. My life is a king. There we go. And so assigning the right dark. person, the right job is important, and using your revenue to rebuild and expand your castle headquarters. This is actually um, so there's actually a lot not of, an RPG. This Yay. yeah, it's not an RPG. I know, but it's a sim game, and it's like it might appeal to RPG type people. This is there's a lot of cool sim games like this. We're playing one on the iPhone now, which has like a tower that has some similar elements to this like that so this could be really addictive and cool or it could suck i don't know but i figure uh well you might want to know about it and check it out it'll be out october 27th in japan no idea if it will be out here but there will be a lighter version of it on the ios platform sometime in august so even if you don't get the full 3ds version you may get the uh, ios version and that might be good enough 
It might be. Might be. Uh, and apparently but, uh, the Vita might be powerful enough to run Final Fantasy XI. Well, that's not a shock, considering it runs on PlayStation 2 and the Vita's more powerful. <laughs> oh, but the so, PlayStation 2 version looks bad. Well, we're, okay, you're talking resolution You can show, like, 10 power. people on the, on the screen, everything's fuzzy and blurred and low resolution. Oh, it's terrible. Yes, you're talking about low texture rates, which really has nothing to do with anything. Okay, I'm just saying it looks ugly on the PS2. But, and uh, it can't, it, it, the reason it can't be enhanced is because the physical memory limitations of the graphics yes, on and the I'm PlayStation I'm hoping too. those restrictions are not on the Vita. I doubt that they well, will be. Well, you've played the Vita. You tell me. I don't know. The, I, you know, the, the 11 engine, Michael, is a pain to port. We know that. Well, yeah, it's not even DirectX 9 yet. Because they maintain compatibility with the PS2, you have to do things in rather onerous ways. They're not doing that anymore. Oh, they're not? No. What? Oh, uh, haven't you not seen the latest updates no. where they've updated the fonts and the icons explicitly for certain versions and not yeah, for others? Yeah, well, the fonts and the icons, like that's really updating the game engine. Uh, no, I'm talking know. about um, they're, they're finally, I mean, granted, it's a small step. They're finally making a difference between the versions. Yes, that's true. So there is a now discussion on how far they're going to take this because the PS2... My assertions are not going to take it that far until we hear word that the well, PS2 see, version's dead. They're not doing anything. Well, they can't officially declare the PlayStation 2 dead until Sony does. And Sony said 10-year right. life cycle. Uh-huh. So they're stuck on that. But, <laughs> When's that 10 years come, come due? I think it's... 2013, right? 2013, yeah. But a lot of speculation has happened now because um, the timetables have changed drastically in eleven. Um, because of 14. Okay. Abyssia was supposed to be done with, and we were supposed to be 99 like three months ago when they originally announced it. Oh. Because 14 is doing so badly, they've stretched it out and kept adding content in between. And now they're starting to do HD upgrades. So what we're starting to see is the fact that they may decide to push 11 far beyond what they meant to, which means engine rewrites. Ooh. I wonder if that'll be financially. But yeah, but the financials of that, are they going to be worth it? Um, that's a, I believe engine rewrites aren't cheap. Well, I guess we won't go with rewrite. We'll go with enhancements. Okay. Because they don't, they don't honestly want to change everything. They're not starting from scratch. And and the only thing I wanted to point out with, and the reason we started on this path is that unless you do some really low level engine changes on a, a game, game that's so hard to port like 11 is, I don't know. There could be some resource thing that 11 needs to scale well that the Vita may or may not have. And it's not that you couldn't write a game that looks fantastic and better than 11 and have it run on the Vita, but if the engine is not willing to work with you to do it, and I'm sorry, I just need to do this in RAM, and you're like, well, I need to do this on the GPU, and the engine's like, well, I don't know how to do that sort of thing, well, then you're screwed, right? You're talking about a PC game. Yeah. Which uses both RAM and GPU? Uh, the, the 11 does not do much anything fancy in the GPU land. Because it's not DirectX compatible. Right. And uh, unless they rewrite the game to do that, I don't know what sort of tricks the Vita will have. Well, see, here's, here's the thing is we have nothing to say they will, but yet they're giving us hints. They redid the font in high def. They redid the icons in high def. They finally, finally, after seven years of being able to hack the registry, mm-hmm. have now said officially it supports high def uh, resolution of uh, 2048 poly, uh, texture. Oh, They've what? actually put it in Got the config. settings in there? Oh, that's nice. Yeah. So you're getting the hint that they are about ready to start saying, we're Uh, going to redo this. Mike, the icons and the fonts are easy to switch. 
Like you don't need to change the the engine for that. We've known how to do that for years. You just change the files in the game folder. Yes, but what we're getting and, is well, hold on, hold on, hold on. And the registry thing also required no changes to the engine. I think they're just throwing you what they can. I don't think you right. have any proof that they're going to do any sort of engine changes. They're just well, we can do these things without making any real differences here, and we don't have to recode anything. But let's just do them. Let's throw them a bone. Well, I think I think that's that's one way, but I'm just too just pessimistic. To like yeah, I think they're looking into making this game. Uh, longevity increase more than they meant to and no I don't think we're going to see a direct 10 rewrite mm. that's just not going to happen but Oop. I do think we're going to see more and more enhancements in that direction alright well here's the quote um, on Andrea Singh well it's Tanaka talking Tanaka so. was uh, okay it's not Andrea Singh they're translating a <clears throat> Shimitsu interview with uh, Hiromichi Tanaka who's not actually directly in charge of the game anymore but he said um supposedly said something that translates roughly to tanaka said they're investigating a straight port of final fantasy 11 to the vita but there are no solid plans for this at the present so this is a, this is a rumor territory and we don't know if they're going to do anything so well first of all don't undersell what tanaka does he is the he is not the producer as in he doesn't follow the day-to-day but he Michael, is going after to the failure of 14 i don't think he's doing jack squat there and then he's just being kept so? on for polite purposes. No, I don't think so. All right. So what's he doing? He is f- basically redirecting the vision of both games. And why would he uh, be in charge of heard, redirecting the vision what, of 14? Um, now she Yoshida's been doing since for well, since he took over. I, I heard from somewhere he's been pulling something like 18-hour days since he was given the directorship of 14. Yeah. So, Yoshi P is working his ass off. So, but... That he has to. The They've given it, him not, not no, 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 no. You're misunderstanding. You are talking about a producer mm-hmm. who is cracking the whip, getting these people to get this stuff done, get the patch schedules done, get people on base, and get it done. I'm talking. Tanaka is the consultant for creative direction. But the creative direction is nothing to do with producing the game. It's about where is the think game the going. The game failed because of production and not direction. No. So if the game failed because of direction, why would you have the same director in charge of the overall creative vision? That doesn't make sense. You got no, a new guy the, in there. That's what they did. They got new people in there. They announced it. They had a whole new staff. And you're saying this guy's still actually running the show? Yes. I, I don't believe that at all. It's so different from his vision. How could he still be running the show? Because you want to be perfectly honest because he was working on a flawed basis. What does that mean? 14... Failed because it's not eleven two. Mm-hmm. Yoshi P is making eleven two. And, and but you're saying Tanaka was d- coming up with the Tanaka, vision for eleven two. No, Tanaka's working on eleven. He's also um, confused. Th- no, it was ex- what? Where was the interview? He explicitly said multiple times, "Final Fantasy fourteen will not be the next Final Fantasy eleven. He said it multiple times. It was part of the directive. Right. And the problem was, is what they came up with isn't what anybody wanted to play. Right. So, take him off the project because that iteration is done. Uh-huh. Okay? But who made Final Fantasy XI? Was it him? Hiromashi Tanaka. Yeah. Who's going to make Final Fantasy XI too? Yoshida. Right. <laughs> who is the number one person that Yoshi P wants to talk to? Tanaka. Exactly. Uh-huh. That's what Tanaka does. 
Tanaka wants to he understands but what 14 was. He uh, understands the, no no let me finish. Okay. He understands the underlying directive and everything about it. He is going to be the number one person who tells you how to make it into 11. Here's the thing though. The, all the stuff that's making 11 fun to play now Tanaka didn't come up with. It was all people Are you who sure? Came, yeah, all Abitio, this stuff, after Abitio he left was, the game. No. First of all, Tanaka never left 11. <laughs> he was barely focusing on it, if you can call that. No, he was barely on focusing on anything at the interview at E3. That doesn't mean he wasn't focusing on 11. When we interviewed him, he was fielding both questions still. And that was when Abyssia was already well under production. Okay. So, yeah, Tanaka is still in charge. Whether or not he has the producer role, no. But he is going to direct where both these games go. Okay, I hope you have some real good reasons to believe that. Cause I'm not, because I'm that's the only it. reason he's still there. <laughs> he's senior it's a, vice it's president a Japanese of company. Design. People don't get rid of people. Yeah, they and do. He's he's I'm, I'm sorry, senior. Is, is, is this the, is the same country that when you fail, you fall on your own sword? Yeah. Nah, these days they kick you upstairs. Yeah. See, they keep you out, they get you out of the way. Kudaragi, dude. Yeah. He's there to handle both games. Okay. Otherwise, they wouldn't, they wouldn't be still interviewing He's him. He's there to consult with them, and then they can ignore what he says and make something good. He made 11. Yeah, and it was okay, and then they made it a lot better later on when people other than him were working on it. No. People who actually see the value of learning lessons from other games, which is not him. Yeah, I always got the impression that Abyssia was nothing to do with Tanaka. That was all to do with the guy who was appointed into his position afterwards. Whatever his uh, name well, first was. of all, that would be impossible because expansions take years to make. They were making Chains of Promethea and Treasure of Argon at the same time. Yeah, Abyssia isn't a full expansion, though. It is now. All three sets are basically a full expansion. You basically revamp the whole world with new monsters and everything. You know, the work in Abyssia, I don't know. Doesn't seem like a full expansion as far as the workload, I would think. Just take some well, I mean, the only elements. thing it didn't have was the cutscenes. It doesn't Other have cutscenes, missions, it doesn't have new areas. Art does assets are a big actu- reason. Does anyone actually know where Tanaka is right now? What the hell is he actually doing? Aside from being senior vice president of one of their software. For all divisions. I know, he's in Shibuya doing jello shots. I don't know. <laughs> I, what What is. Uh, well, I, Michael says he's overseen 11 and 14. Yeah. That's the only person I know who to ask is Michael. <laughs> I don't know who else to ask about Tanaka's whereabouts. Can't I am that Sonya? Was, that was, a, I mean, it was officially his role when they made the, uh, when they made the switch. It wasn't, he's done, he's out of it. He is, he's going to oversee the whole project. He's just not the producer. Mm-hmm. Creative consultant is what they put. That's what it was. And I'm sorry, creative consultant. That's a scary is, title. That's that's a like visionary. One, that's it's, one step from fired as creative consultant. No, it's, <laughs> uh, technically, I think Nomura. Nomura. Whoa, that was weird. What? I got a echo from John and didn't hear the end of his sentence. I heard Nomura, Mura, Mura, boom. <laughs> so you can say okay. that again, John. <laughs> Nomura, Mura, Mura. <laughs> no, I meant to say what you actually were trying to say. <laughs> No, I think uh, I think that I think that has actually listed as a couple of uh, Nomura's been in that position a couple of times. Creative consultant. Yeah. Yeah. 
make some art, and then give some creative ideas. All right. Well, make whatever. All I know is I'm getting the signal from our chat room that we need to move on to a new topic because 11, 14, just not doing it for people anymore. <laughs> Actually, I'm kind of curious who's played 14 lately. Um, the next... Sean Cooper and Reetan Abdul are the, the people I know. The next patch is actually pretty 14. scary. Yeah, apparently it's a big deal. They're getting rid of fatigue and all that. I think They're it's getting out. rid of fatigue. I think it's They're out. Finally... No. Uh, you should check isn't, on that. Noodle, isn't, that what, isn't that the reason why Noodle's having trouble downloading it? I thought that was the... No, yeah. she's having trouble downloading it because she formatted her PC and her connection sucks. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> I like you both just like... Well, oh, you guys are all going to have trouble downloading the Elder Scrolls V demo. You know why? Because they're not going to be one. Oh. <laughs> so if you want to try out Elder Scrolls V before buying it, nah, we're not doing a demo. The game this size and complexity, it's really hard to do a demo that represents the game truly, says Craig Laferty, who's the lead producer for the game. Also, it'd be gigantic, so we won't be doing a demo. <laughs> you always want to hear that. Well, it'd be really big. We're not going to do that. We can't make a small demo. Yeah, we can only make big small. demos. And then they showed some screenshots, some woolly mammoths, and people were like, ooh, I want to go fight those. So there you go. Yeah, distracted by the shinies. Yes. Game looks nice. Patch one. We're not, we're not having a demo. Here, look. Look at the shiny things so we don't have to do one. Uh, well, you know, making a demo is a pain in the ass. I understand. Yes. But it's still kind of expected nowadays. Usually. I don't think we made a demo. For a lo- Well, you have a demo at event, trade events. Yeah, but those are explicitly customized and everything. We don't have one we just released to the public. Oh. I know, but you you could take what they had at E3 and throw it in a demo and put it up on Xbox Live. It would work, but uh, yeah, um, No comment at this time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Works well enough, in my opinion. Maybe they won't be pleased with it. Whatever. Um, it's the QA involved to making it a public release is why we won't do it. Oh, QA. Pesky QA. Well, the <laughs> problem is... Always having to have things oh, work right. Well, what that's, the that's the problem is, is it can pass our QA... But you still have to go through other parties' QAs. Cert! And, of course, the users themselves. Well, the demos have to be certed by the third party, and how long, well, technically first party for them. But how long does that take, and is it worth the effort for something that, you know, people already saw and captured and talked about? Yep. No, that's true. And so do you work on a new level that's why a lot of companies will do the release of the game and then work on a demo afterwards and have it come out. Yeah, or they'll cut it out and... Yeah. You can play this section or something. Yeah. Because then the game is done. You know it's as bug-free as it's going to get anyway. Which is so what I would have expected from a demo for War in the North is just like the first stage or something like that. But whatever. They'll do what we're, they do. We're kind of new at this. <laughs> I, no, they're not new at this. Baldur's Gate. All these games. They're not oh, new. I'm talking WBG is new oh. at this. <laughs> so our processes are not established. Yes. So they'll see what they do. They'll come up, they'll do whatever. Michael has no real insight or control over what's going on there. So don't take his word as any sort of final word on the matter. So On what? Of whether or not you'll have a demo. I said we haven't had one. That's all I said. Yes, I know. But then you That's, started I, giving reasons, and I want to make sure nobody misconstrues that. I'm looking out for you. All right. So, okay. <laughs> uh, all I'm talking about is what's happened so far. Whatever. Yes, yes. I said nothing futuristic. I know. And I'm making sure people... I know. don't know when there's a release date, so stop asking. But what you can do... Mr. John Yearworth is tell us if you have any picks or voids for the week. Um, my picks or voids for the week. Well, I picked up. Um, although I picked up uh, Assassin's Creed Two in the Steam sales. Uh, that's a game I already own and have already finished. But I picked it up anyway because it looks shiny on the PC. What I did do was pick up my own copy of Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, which is what I've been playing this week. Which is extremely good, and you should all go and play it, like right now. Like right now. 
Also, did you see the uh, did you see the YouTube video I linked to the chat earlier? I didn't read it, watch it yet. No. Oh, okay. I'll link it again anyway, just because people are still listening. Okay. That's for Assassin's Creed 2. There is also one for... Sorry, no, that's for Brotherhood. There's also one for the Revelations trailer as well. Ah. Which looks shiny, and I will probably buy it on PC so I can look at the shiny things. Shiny things. Shiny things. <laughs> shiny I don't things. think I actually have any other picks, because I spent most of this week working on uh, working on uh, redoing the um, assignment that I failed. Ah. I'm an idiot. And I can't do, pro- I can't do um, product... Uh, I can't do um, software engineering documentation properly. Uh, I'm trying to think oh, of what I paid. Can. Oh, yeah, who can? What I'm trying to figure um, out what I played this week. Uh, well, and the other thing is, oh, as of you do have just more. before the you don't have more, but saying, you have more. <laughs> no, 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 no. I was just going to say, as of um, just before this podcast, I am also going to be bringing um, some news, maybe from Gamescom, if anything interesting gets said. Okay. In August. All right. That was interesting. Yes, that would be cool to hear about. Oh, I did. I played two games this week that I tried out that were new. The first was Islands of Wakfu, which is uh, an Xbox Live Arcade action RPG that is based on the the Wakfu series, which the MMOs Dofus and the upcoming Wakfu are based on. Um, Anna played this with me. I don't know if she's still on the call or if the cats have completely disconnected her. But huh? no. Oh yeah, she's here. I shooed them away from the cords. Okay. Well, the uh, she's playing Facebook. The Leave game is very weird. I don't know if you agree. Yeah, with this. it's well. The I think my primary problem, and this was what I was complaining about, is that they there's so much stuff to learn, and there's so many different controls that it feels overly complicated. And the demo didn't give me enough time to get comfortable with all the things that I needed to do. Yeah, it, it, they ask a lot out of the player. So it's not like simple beat em up fun. It's like really do do go over here, manipulate this cursor yeah, over here. It's really time that you're teleporting mechanics. over here and then you're pressing a button right as you finish teleporting and you're facing the right direction so that this plant grows up that that you, and then your partner can go over and harvest the plant and it's like whoa, whoa. There's a lot of stuff going on in that game. But it's really beautiful. It's got a very rich world with a lot of lore because it's based on an MMORPG property and they just have a lot of that. And you keep learning more and more stuff about the back world and that's cool. It's very freaky. It's, it's very European, very, uh, very artistic stuff going on here. Uh, so I kind of recommend the, the, the atmosphere and stuff, but try the demo and see if you're going to be down with the gameplay because I'm worried that it's just a bit too much for you to have fun with. But you'll be able to get a feel for whether or not that is true. And I mean, you think about it. If I wasn't there playing your second character, you would have to switch back and forth between them. Mm-hmm. That, no, nah, I don't think I could enjoy that. There's just too much stuff going on. Yeah. Uh, the other thing I tried was blowing up lots of insects. I bought Earth Defense Force uh, 2017 or whatever that is, the new one. No, the 2017 was the original one. This right. is Earth Defense Force Insectoid. Insect Armageddon or something. Insect Armageddon. Yeah. There, there's a lot of ants in that game. I shoot them with guns. <laughs> wow, funny that. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Uh, and like uh, the guy from Cowboy Bebop is the voice of the main character. So that's cool too. Uh, um, Really? Yeah. So because it's Spike has the voice. Or... Yeah. Yeah. And? 
we have a very limited VA market. I so know, we don't have a lot, but he's in a lot of games. But he's in this one too. Shut because up. Because he likes doing them. Oh, okay. The uh, the 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 game is run around but and shoot bugs with guns and upgrade your equipment between missions. And I'm gonna say you probably would just want to play online with friends. And uh, it is it is what it is. And there's aliens and big robots and lots of large bugs and spiders and ticks and ants that are gigantic and you shoot them. And if that sounds fun to you, you're going to like this. And if that doesn't sound fun to you, don't even try. <laughs> because it's, it, it is what it is. <laughs> and I guess that's, that's all there is to say about that. I, I want to play with some people. So if there's anybody interested in playing Earth Defense Force with me, let me know. I want to play. Message me on Twitter or Xbox Live. I'm Nabuo, N-U-B-U-O, N-U-B-U-O, and we can play. No, I'm not. <laughs> sure. Hee hee hee. Anyway. <sighs> and Michael apparently has confirmation that Abyssi was released before Tanaka was officially replaced as director for Eleven, though I'd point out that just because someone's title hasn't changed yet doesn't mean they haven't changed. Well, if they don't announce who else is taking it over, he's still doing it. Not necessarily. Okay. Because on you, September you have 1st, to worry about the Matsui public. became you, the director, you have and then to three months the, later, he was swapped. Oh, you're going to start this argument with me again. You have to worry about the PR impact of announcing a new person on a game. No, you don't. Yeah, you do. Because Tanaka was already working on 14. Yeah, whatever. They could have easily said he stopped working on 11, but he didn't. He worked on What both. about the impact of now this other guy's working on 11? Well, I'm going to stop playing it. But they did that anyway in September. Yeah, whatever. And then he left to work on 14, so they did it twice. They did it 25 times, just like how this conversation keeps coming up. Uh, well, because you're wrong. It's only when you're, you're on we have these wrong. long Final Fantasy XI conversations, and everyone complains on the forums. And then when you're not on, they're like, well, where's Michael? Where like, are ah! they? <laughs> See, this is why I am full of wins. It's a catch-22. We want Michael on, but no Final Fantasy XI talk. It's like, oh, whatever, guys. Well, that's all I play, guys, so deal with it. <laughs> so do you have any picks or avoids for us? No, I'm still saying, still, yeah, yeah. No, I have no words. I'm still playing Persona 3 Portable. Oh, cool. Still fun? Oh, yeah. Um, going through the Summer Festival. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of cool. Uh, I think I went with Junpei. Yeah, I went with Junpei. So wow. that was fun. You're telling us about the Summer Festival in Persona 3. That's pretty eh, cool. I'm just uh, telling you who I went with. Big deal. <laughs> um... Female character has a lot more options for social links, so it's kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I do realize I'm kind of wasting the summer because I forgot to open some social links, but I'm just doing this as one playthrough, so if I mess up, big deal. Okay. I don't really feel that the max links is really something to worry about, and I think people ruin the game by just worrying about that too much. I, I, I think it's, it's something worth hard. worrying about because I like seeing all the social links. But that's So go to YouTube. Eh. That's what Whatever. I did when I didn't get Matsuru. I just went to YouTube, and I was like, oh, okay, that's what it was. There was There's a motorcycle. something about experience in it on the game that's more fun. Yeah, but I'm not going to start over 100 hours because no, I missed I, it. I would not recommend that. <laughs> and I'm not going to read through a fact to do the social link because then it's no fun. Yeah. So, eh, whatever. Um, I think I'm about two-thirds of the way through now, though I'm really going to play it a lot this weekend. And then I'm going on to Tactics Ogre. So that should be fun. All right. Um, what to avoid? Uh, you haven't been on for a long time. There has to be some crappy games you could tell us not to buy. Um, I only play a couple games. You shouldn't buy that War in the North game. I hear it's garbage. Oh, yeah. It's just all. <laughs> uh-huh. Very funny. 
Uh, you, I don't, even, I don't even know when it's coming out, so you guys just have to wait. I know. Neither do I. Snicker, snicker. Okay. So. <laughs> yeah, I can't think of anything to avoid. Um, <laughs> You've already put them out of your mind. That's okay. Actually, I was talking with uh, someone on Twitter, and he was finally agreeing with me that Final Fantasy Hat Party is indeed a stupid game, so don't play that game. Oh, yeah, because we really needed... <laughs> Didn't we know that when we saw it the first time? You well, yeah, but then, you, you thought well, it would be good, I know. I, I actually thought it would be good, and I got it, and I played a little bit, and there apparently are a lot of people out there who still think it's good because he was convinced by them that it was good, and I said, no, it's crap, trust me. And he's like, no, 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 all these people say it's good. And I'm like, fine, whatever. And he came back last week and said, oh, my God, this game sucks. This is, of course, Final Fantasy War- Four Warriors of Light. Hat party. Oh, speaking of speaking of more Final Fantasy, I actually got went, got around to buying Final Fantasy Four today. The Hooray! PSP one. Yeah, the PSP one. Nice. I'm I have that to around that. here somewhere too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's in my case because I got Marvel vs. Capcom three today because I saw a really cheap copy of it. And well, yeah. You could play as Okami. Uh, yeah, I'm a Terrace, rather. Oh, I was like, you play a what? Amaterasu is a playable character in Marvel vs. Capcom 3. Yep. She certainly is. This this was funny. I was watching... I brought up the Xbox. I was showing Anna the Japanese Xbox dashboard videos because I have a Japanese account on there. And one of the games they were looking at was Marvel vs. Capcom 3. I'm like, oh, look, it's Okami. He's like, and she's like, yeah, that's why that game's never going to come out here. <laughs> I'm like, Marvel vs. Capcom 3 was designed for the Western audience and came out here first. But okay. Sure. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, is that everybody then? I think that's everybody. Uh, well, Does Anna, Anna play games? Oh, yeah. Anna, you have Pixar voice for us? Tiny Tower! Oh, for goodness sake. We talked about it last week. Tiny uh, Tower and the iPhone. It's awesome. Um, Real Fishing is still good. Ocarina of Time is still good. Netflix is still good. Oh. Okay. You said good. Oh, Netflix is still good. I had my authenticator. And oh yeah, I've been playing WoW stuff, but man, people don't like can't to hear you just about like, that. Can't you just get a new one, Chris? We spent friggin' uh, ages I talking know, about 11. Final Fantasy XI. Why not talk alone. about Why oh. not talk about uh, WoW? I feel bad for people now. They've already suffered enough, haven't they? You You've been flinging turtles. Yes, I've been flinging turtles, doing all the Firelands dailies, and my guild is down Chogal, oh. and we're now we're working on Firelands stuff. So oh wait, four twos out. Oh yeah. Yes. It's, when did this happen? Oh, like weeks uh, two ago? weeks ago. You should totally get no, out. No, it was the first. It was the first Tuesday I was here. Start running your dailies, dude. Um, okay. Yes. Don't sound too excited. <laughs> I haven't. I haven't signed. I haven't signed into World of Warcraft for quite some time, and I'm in Chris's guild. Yes. Oh, you are not Harry. Or yeah, right. he is. Yes. Should totally sign in and do so. I got you invited to that, didn't I? Yeah, you did. So he I've could been not busy play. with I've been busy with other crap. And like, I think one you know, person replied like and asked to be in our guild, and I don't remember who it was. And we should probably get them in. It's okay to have a life, John. It's okay. <laughs> I mean, I've no, been, it is completely unacceptable. Get I stopped playing eleven for a while, and it was good. You know, I like stop, eleven. Yeah, but the stop, same uh, you stop trying to get it. Stop trying to you know learn about programming and try and get a job in the games industry. You should be playing games rather than making them. I need to put eleven. It works for me. What's your problem? I need to put eleven on the top and start doing the abyss that that stuff for it's abyssia, right? You should be leveling and getting a freaking yes, abyssia. 
Yeah. Well, that's how I level, right? Yeah. Kind of. You get you open a lot of treasure chests, yeah. Yeah, I need to figure out how to get started on that. Hey, Michael. Michael. What? Are you on eleven right now? Nope. What game are you playing? Wiki. He's he's playing. I need to get a mattress as soon as this ends. So I hope Chris ends the show soon. Okay. Pretty much. That's a pretty- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Well, we're done. I think. Thanks, everybody, for being on this week. Thank you, Funitmon and Shadow in the chat room. If you want to watch us live, it's rpgamer.com slash live. You can hear us bicker in person. Uh, you can also send us feedback at podcast at rpgamer.com. You can send a message on the message boards at board.rpgamer.com. And, uh, of course, you can send us on Twitter, twitter.com slash rpgamer. And you can follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash rpgamer. We'd love to hear your MP3 messages. Also, email those into podcast at rpgamer.com. And you can leave us a voicemail at 608-729-4098. We'll play them right here on the show we love to get feedback from you we love to hear from you this community is awesome thank you for making their show nice and popular and i have a new announcement we're on stitcher now so stitcher radio that's a pot it's a nice app that's integrated to like microsoft sync and stuff like that you can listen to rpg cast right now on your stitcher radio or your stitcher radio app on your iphone ipad uh, or android or blackberry or windows mobile device so you can go search for rpg cast on the stitcher and you'll find it right there, and I'm excited to be on there. So you can integrate that with your Stitcher playlists if you already have them, and I'm happy to make that available for you. Uh, and uh, yeah, I think that's it. Um, and with that, I think we're going to sign off, and we'll see you next week when, uh, by the way, Bastion's coming out this week, so we'll be playing that some, and I hope a lot of us have some input and impressions to share with you on the show next week. So go check out Bastion's looking awesome, and we'll see you next week. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Now. Bye.